weekend was supposed to be a bummer and you know what happened a couple of crazy things happened this weekend <laughs> and uh tom lee joining me all the way over there in aussie land all the way across the planet at tom underscore uh line nine two uh glad you're back we weren't here last week uh we had some problems but we fixed it we got them fixed look i am your host with the most time in his hands i am thomas tipple ff what a fucking day on twitter oh my lord from people selling their accounts and and just the the, the weirdest interactions. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it too long, but just be kind to people. We say it all the time. Oh my god, the Ravens got absolutely punched square in the dick. <laughs> uh, the Bengals wore their budgie smugglers as a team and That's went in it. there and absolutely pumped them. Uh, <laughs> didn't see that coming. Right, Cleveland-Denver was a wild start to the week. New England decided that, nah, the Jets, we don't actually going to let them play football today. Uh, the Giants killed the, the Panthers. We just had some wild weeks. The Vegas-Philly game was kind of wild. Arizona-Houston was expected, but didn't it, Like, when you look at the score, 31-5, I don't think that mm. score tells a good story of how that game went because it was not pretty for Arizona, who, in my opinion, is a very lucky undefeated team right now. <laughs> yes. Indy shit-pumped San Francisco thanks to the end of the game, and then New Orleans and, and Seattle was a stinker. Look, Big Billy FF could not get the review done this week, so Tom Lee and I decided that we're going to do a little bit of a review. Yeah. We're not going to do your typical review. Well, the Jets really struggled against New No, not that. Fuck that. We're going to take what we normally do, which is apply true value in Dynasty to the outcomes of these games and kind of ask ourselves, what the hell happened to our Dynasty teams? Yeah. So that's what we're doing today. Um, And, of course, we've got Budgie Smuggler. We're going to get the Hard Yakka, right? That's what we just described. Lots of stuff happening today. Um. But first, what we always like to do is kind of look, the news can be <laughs> exhausting in fantasy football. We're not going to talk about Watson, right? We're not going to talk about just the stuff that gets talked about to death. We're not going to speculate. We, That's it. Yeah. We're not going to speculate. We're not going to talk about injuries like we're some Link MD doctor, right? <laughs> uh, ambulance chasing player injuries yeah. we're not going to do that but what we are going to do is quickly run through some of the headlines and just point out what we care about what we don't care about and give a little 10 to 15 seconds as to why so tom lee yeah uh do we care about zach wilson's pcl chubb dak and judy all expecting to come back joe flacco gets traded to the jets the goat gets to start once again sam <laughs> Darnold benched that's bullshit don't give me the narrative he was benched at the end of the game and is projected to start this week sermon didn't play because he's dog shit Ayuk messed up a fumble and deshaun watson trade do we care about most of this or is all of this kind of like like don't adjust too much right now is kind of what i'm asking i mean we care because it's what we're dealing with right and that's that's really what do we care is about it's here's the shit that yeah. every fantasy manager is dealing with what are we reacting are we jumping at spot like what's going on so zach wilson's pcl and flacco expecting to start look the jets weren't really massive as far as fantasy options go anyway um but flacco has brought some relevance to a couple of their receivers before something to keep an eye on and if you're really desperate as some of us are through these buys at quarterback in our dynasty leagues by all means yeah. 
jump on and grab him off the waivers because he'll dead set be there and he'll probably be cheap because no one's expecting much from him. Um, Chubb, Dak, Judy, thank God. You know, a few of our soldiers return, Um, especially after last week. Barmageddon was a little rough for a lot of us. Uh, Not so rough for you and I, but, you know, saw quite a few bad beats and some sad stories out there. The the San Francisco stuff's fun, um, but it's more just to beat up on your your owners in your leagues who have those guys. Uh, we're not Team Sermon. There's something going on in San Fran. Um, <laughs> it's not great. Yeah. Look, I'm the monsoon about OU, definitely. But it's just, yeah. The monsoon definitely affected that game, but Garoppolo <laughs> sucking at the end of the game also did. Weather affected um, games this week made the primetime ones a bit of a bummer, but um, ugh, yeah. For the most part, they've been absolutely dynamite. Yeah. Uh, look, we're also going to talk about the god of full of the fantasy walkabout, Cooper Cup, who did his thing again. Um, he, he is the goat. Um, look, I care about a, a few of these things, right? The Darnold thing. I think we're at a point now, three games with, three games without, where we understand that offenses that build everything entirely around a very special running back, when that running back's not there, everything dies. Most importantly, big F you to Robbie Anderson for consuming <laughs> 9 to 13 targets a week and turning it into 12 yards because you can't play a ball and you drop everything. So a big F you from me uh, and Darnold. Um, stop getting targets, please. Um, I also want to talk about Trey Sermon. What more do we need to see? And we're going to talk about this a little bit more in the San Francisco. What more does it have to be? He had 11 snaps on special teams. On special teams. People were still, Tom Lee, you saw it. You know what I'm about yeah. to speak of. People were still trading first-round picks for Trey Sermon because of draft capital, draft capital. He is a unathletic, he, he's, a, he's an average athletic running back that doesn't fit that system. Yes. So yes. fuck the draft capital. It was time to move on a while ago, but another 100-yard performance. And yeah, 50, like five of that came on the first drive and the touchdown. Right, yeah. And then San Fran's whole team exploded. But throughout the game, he was still solid and the only back to get a carry, if I'm not mistaken. So yes. I care about that. Trey Sermon's dead to me. Everything else, I'm not over panicking. Don't, I, like, I'm not really picking up Flacco unless I need to, need to. We're not going to talk about the Watson trade because none of us know shit about fuck about That's the it. Watson trade. I know I'm cussing <laughs> a lot today, but there's a lot to get off my chest today. We're nearly uh, halfway through. This is what happens uh, halfway through the year. Everything starts to grind on us. Weeks get harder. We're all we're all there. We're all here. We, yeah. we get it. Yeah, you know, it's Australian. So, it's the, fine. The, 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 yeah, I'm just I'm just blending. Also, I have to talk to you about vacation plans because we may be on our way to Australia again, as long as it doesn't get set on fire again. Because that's what st- that's what stopped us last time. Is we are literally planning it. Had a spot picked out actually in Brisbane, which is the craziest part. This is pretty good. Stay in this. We're we're gonna stay rent a place for like seven days, mm. like a little house for seven days. It was like right outside of Brisbane. It was super dope. We would have completely ran into each other because we were. You have to learn how to say time. Brisbane, but that's fine. Hey, hey, <laughs> I'm still Canadian, right? That's fair. Um, so yeah, we'll have to talk about that. But yeah, it is it is Australian. That's what we're doing today. A few extra cusses. So we're not gonna talk about the Watson thing because yeah, we don't know shit about fuck. Um. And Ayuk, man, I don't know. If you can get something for him, do it. But for the most part, you're either buying or holding because it can't get That's worse. Yeah. He's disappeared. He's gone. But they are still only throwing to one player, and it's Debo. They don't really even throw it to anyone else. So just watch it. Interesting, but one up for Debo. So that's going to do it for the, the news. We're 10 minutes in. I think we can move on to the good stuff we can here. Move on. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, we're going to do foot Falcon. We'll do hard Yakka and then we'll do budgie smuggler at the end uh, because Tom didn't prepare one. That's me. This Tom host Tom didn't Both prepare times. one this week because he forgot. So you're going to stop talking to the third person. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, like I said, we're going to do foot Falcon Friday, which is a Thursday night football, uh, mini preview then we're going to do a little bit of the review and player eval moving forward so sit tight we're coming back you know tom lee my favorite part about doing review at this point in the season is how easy or not review preview 
this part yeah. in the season with how many injuries and bye weeks there are, it's really easy. Hey, are they playing? <laughs> Play everyone. Yeah. Um, that's what you're happen- what's happening. It's Green Bay. It's Arizona. It was supposed to be a really good game, but Adams is on the COVID list. Lazard is on the COVID list. It's going to be a lot of running the football from Green Bay, most likely. Uh, their defense is really good. Like it's, you play obviously all four wide receivers. I would play Green. I would play uh, 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 Kirk. Like I would Kirk play Rondale. Yeah, Hopkins. I would play everyone and Connor if you got him right. You play everyone yeah. and even Earth at this point. I don't have a lot to say about this. I think I'm. I think I'm going to go uh, Arizona twenty four, Green Bay sixteen. I think the it's going to be my is score. It... I don't have. I don't have a lot to add yeah. for this game personally. The biggest. The biggest question for me is Aaron Rodgers. So, can you play him? I mean, he's he's been solid so far this year. You have um, to. Well, Who else yeah, are you play well, in Superflex League? Who else do you got? So what? I mean, he's QB nine in PPR so far this year. Like. Is, is there a streamer on your roster that you're possibly playing over him? What can you expect? Who, who are you going to um, go? Joe Flacco? Because in your leagues right now, for the Super yeah, Flex, there's no dire. quarterback available. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Put put $75 on Flacco or, or play for mm. 75 fab, like 75%? And, and bench – you're not doing it. you got to play him. No. You're just what, – what you're doing, what you're doing is you're playing him with, with tempered expectations. Yeah. You're hoping that, that the top right. ends, whoever's playing in that position – Whilst yeah. they may not be a starting tight end, can catch the ball. You're, You're hoping, hoping that he throws Tanyan, it to Aaron Jones. Rogers, yeah. Aaron Jones, 10, 10 respects as a Kamara. Well. <laughs> oh, is he? Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah. that. Okay, well, their they're whole, Their whole wide receiver core is Randall just, Cobb's going to have himself a yeah. game. But I've got um, to even check if Cobb's playing. So this is... This yeah, is that, could, uh, that could change for tomorrow, yeah. right? But, so keep an eye on it. Yeah. Temp your expectations on Aaron Rodgers, but otherwise play as much Arizona as you want. I think that's it. I don't... I don't um, think this is going to be a great game. I don't think the over/under is going to be high. No. So all your and we're going to talk about Hopkins later because mm. I have an opinion that Jacob super disagreed with. Jacob, our co-host at the <laughs> uh, the Full Tilt Dynasty podcast. It's been, a talking, it's been a talking topic all week. Yeah. And and earlier in the year I called it too. So we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about it later. But yeah, I I think um um yeah this game's not I I think this game's going to be a little rough. So. I think I think I'm good. I think we previewed that three four minutes or less. So I think yep. I think that's all. I hope, we need. I, I hope it's better than it looks on paper. I think that's the key takeaway. Yeah, it's just I'm gonna watch. I'm yeah. just I'm gonna be less Come excited on, to watch time. James Come Connor back. get get Let's do this. Yeah, Connor's gonna get 14 carries again for some fucking reason. All right, down. we're gonna come back. <laughs> we're gonna get into the the heart of the whole thing for the next about half hour or so. So uh, hang in there. When we come back, we're gonna get right back into it. So. Cool. All right. Like I said, we're going to do a little bit of something that we don't do very often. Right, Tom Lee? We're not exactly yeah. a do the review type uh, show here, but we know we normally week... leave it to our co hosts, but um, right. Yeah, we figure, well, why not? We'll put the backpack on and. We'll go to work yeah. and we'll start reviewing the, the week that's been because it's starting to get to that sort of time where my, there's a lot of narratives and it becomes hurt. important. So, yeah. My back doesn't hurt too much from carrying this operation. All right, look. <laughs> um, So, like I said, we're going to talk about the games, but by now you kind of know what's happened to the games. And by now you're starting to dig into the data from the games. So what Tom Lee and I like to do, use a little bit of data, use a little bit of theory, and just kind of use our brains on how Maybe not the the mass majority of people, but how we kind of all navigate leagues and and how to yeah. react and overreact to this game. So, I want to start with the first game of the week. Uh, the only players I want to talk about for fantasy relevance right now, because everyone else did. I'm just going to run it down. Sutton did what he had to, right? 68 yes. yards, five receptions on five targets. Great. What what was the receivers in in Cleveland supposed to do with Case Keenum? I mean, not like <laughs> yeah. that. That Mayfield's good. Uh, Fant did what he had to do. Five catches, PPR, you're happy with it. But the two players I want to talk about are Baker Mayfield and Javante Williams. Now, Javante Williams had a okay game, really needs the backfield to himself. He's probably not going to get it this year at this point. But four carries for 20 yards, that's very good. And six catches on seven targets for 32 yards, and he turned one into a touchdown. Yeah. This is... Uh, the type of game that you hope for with him when Denver being down, they they use Javante not 
Gordon, and this yeah. is a couple of weeks in a row. Uh, for me, this this might be his best fantasy game of the year. Now I, I know JJ. I think it's pretty close to it. Yeah. No, no, no. Like it's gonna be. Like yeah. I don't think he tops his performance personally. Oh, okay. I, think right. it would, I think it would take two touchdowns, right? Yeah. You know, fifty yards and then fifty yards receiving four catches. I don't see that game for him if if Gordon doesn't get hurt. That's the case. Uh, yeah. So and I, and I know um, icon of fantasy JJ Zacharyson said Zacharyson. I always say Zacharyson. Zacharyson. Yeah. Yeah, I, I say it wrong every time. Um, <laughs> I need to yeah learn how to say it. Um, he, yeah, he said it was a no buy. Now, just just yeah. do it. <laughs> so obviously he's a buy. Like right to me. That that that's obvious. He's been a buy the whole time, yeah. but I mean, just just for the sake of doing it, would you sell him off of this? Has he shown anything from you that makes you want to get rid of him? Because I think people have that question. Like for me, it's it's hard not to be biased because he it's was tough because he won. Yeah, we love him. That, that that's the yeah. hardest part is. But he's we love him. We know what he's likely to play. become. He's looking fantastic game wise. Um, he looks like what we wanted Josh Jacobs to be. The, he's breaking the, tackles. He's creating yards. Yeah. He's getting targets, and he's catching the ball. The issue so, is what do you, what do you think he's getting for him? Exactly. That's why. That's why I wanted to ask off of this game. Because what? Because um, what you're likely to do is if you're in a situation hey, where he was. Hey. Because he, he was a late pick, right? He was like a, a 109 one, range. 109. Pick, right? 108, 109. So your team was probably pretty good last year. If you played your cards right and things have fallen your way, you're likely to be competing this year. So the situation where you're likely to sell is probably that you're sort of five and two, six and one. You've got depth, and Javante's been sitting on your bench most of the year, right? Now, what you're looking at is can I straight swap him for someone at a comparable tier to get me more production this year? Still a bit of longevity, yeah. still that sort of that sort of thing. Uh, and I was talking right. to someone about this the other day, and it, looking at like a Joe Mixon style, right? And ironically, it's the next mm. match we're going to talk about. But Joe Mixon, yes. not crazy old, in theory has the workload, could produce and should produce consistently more than Javante for the rest of the year. Yeah. For most people, he's going to be around about the same tier, if not a few other guys we might have a chat about and play the, the name game. That's the sort of straight swap I could understand people looking towards because they want that extra insurance of another gun running back coming in and not willing to wait for Javante's development to get them there next year. Would I do yeah. it? No. Um, right. Not unless I was right. very, very right. desperate. Right. And even then I'd look for other avenues. But that I can see that becoming a, a pretty big temptation because he's looking good enough that everyone who's building for next year is going to go, this is the guy I want. Right. Yes. So yes, I, I've yes, got yes. a rebuilding league. I've got a re- We don't like to talk about the leagues, but for me, I'm trying to sell Darwin Cook and, and Alvin Kamara in one league because I need to to redraft. Good luck. I tried to get. I, I tried right. to move. So I'm looking to move Cook for Javante plus something. That is my ideal build move right now because it gives a producing player with a lot of value and it gets me the guy I think is going to be the future. Um, right. But as far as selling him, I'm not sure what what you think you you go for. Like. Would you say I, 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 yeah. I, I, I can't do that because I, I can't imagine myself doing it. So I actually can't be objective in that sense because I've never I've never done the work to figure that out. Yeah. If that so if sense. I if I offered you let's just play a quick little, little name game for it. If I offered you Henry for Javante straight up and you're a competing team, would you take it? <sighs> I want to that, that is Henry, a big competing. I might do like, it. A big honestly. win now piece. Right. Yeah, I want to talk about Derrick Henry. We're going to do that a little later. Get to so it, yeah. remind me about that one later because we are, we're going to talk about Henry. Yeah, the last one I bring up is probably Austin Eckler because I think he's probably more movable and he's also been the, yeah. right, the running back four on the year. He's a compete now piece. He's not crazy old. He's got the contract. Those are the two that I think you can tempt a Javante owner for the straight swap. I think the yeah. value is fine on it. I think if you've got those pieces there and you want to cash them in, that's a fantastic straight swap to, to aim to do right now. Yep, I, I agree, right? And I want to talk about Baker quick. Yeah. We spent some time on this game. I want to talk about Baker. He sucks. <laughs> yes. He sucks for fantasy. He does. Yes, he for does. fantasy he sucks, yes. Yeah. Well, in real life too. But, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's made Odell Beckham Jr. useless. Yeah, he's irrelevant, yeah. And he doesn't produce week one weeks very often he's never yes. been he's Derek Carr 
Yes. Right? He's more uh, expensive Derek Carr. He's more yeah, expensive he's a more expensive Derek, Derek Carr. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's he's down there just red zone, right? Mm. Red zone fantasy points. Let's let's go and and find uh Baker Mayfield. Let's see, we all shit on Sam Darnold. He's eighth in red zone fantasy points. That's pretty good. Mm. Baker Mayfield's twenty-seventh. So part of that is the run game in Cleveland. It's so good that yes. Ernest Johnson looked like a guy that people were talking about <laughs> taking Kareem's Hunt's job Kareem when he gets roll. back, which is hilarious. Yeah. Um, but you know that's that's not nothing. Mm. So to me, Baker Mayfield has been a sell for me for a long time. Yes, right. If I could trade Baker Mayfield. For Mac Jones, off name yep. alone, I'm doing it, and I'm doing it fast. Most people yep. aren't going to do that, but I would add that plus that it would take to get Mac Jones for Baker Mayfield, because we've seen, in my opinion, the like what Baker is going to be. And when I did uh, fan, um, chasing points for Dynasty Happy Hour, mm. um, Tyler who's great guy was kind of giving me some shit behind the scenes. Cause I kept saying that Baker is, you know, I don't want him. Yeah. And he kept saying, well, dynasty, dynasty, dynasty. That's fine. Yeah. But he doesn't provide you with the mobility you're, you're looking for in a fantasy asset for the most part. Yeah. He's not giving you enough as a pylon to be worthy of status. Yeah. What are we waiting for? He's got so, Jarvis Landry, uh, yeah. uh, Odell Beckham. And I know that he's, well, he's not healthy this year. What about the times when they were? Yeah. Right? And he, he just, what has he done? Not so enough he, for me. The, ma- the major issues for me for Baker. So one, yes, the offense that is predominantly run-based. And then you've got checkdowns to tight ends, the slot receiver and Landry. And in theory, you've got Odell who should be doing more. He doesn't yeah. need to take a lot of those options because the rest works so well. So what you have is a player who in the right narrative has had one or two big ceiling games because it's been yeah. the wrong way, the way they didn't want to play. But you've got a player who doesn't have the floor that you need for your QB2. So if you're going to have like a Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield conversation, Carr gives you the upside of a QB1 week every now and then, but he gives you the floor, which is probably more important for that second QB position. So this is the issue. This is why Baker is such a sell for both of us is without that floor, he becomes a liability on your team. And we're sort of seeing it a bit with Tour until he's getting that consistency. Because if you don't have that floor, you're going to get rolled in a lot of matchups that you really should be winning. Um, whereas a Mac Jones is giving you a lot more floor, a lot more stability. Whilst he doesn't have yep. the, up, the upside and the ceiling just yet, I think he'll grow into it. I think because of how accurate it is, they'll start to build the game plan and, and build it out to become more offensive. But right now, he gives you the floor, which is like a perfect straight-up swap if you can get it done. Or like you said, a very small addition to try and switch the two based on Baker's name, because, um, yeah, jo- someone like Jones or Carr have the floor and have the, the playability, I think, over at Baker right now. And even with Dynasty, is it going to get better? Are they going to change that offensive scheme enough for it to happen? I don't think so. So I'm just working really quick to pull something up here. Uh, I misspelled his name. <laughs> That'll happen. Yeah, I did misspell his name. Shoot. Just give me one second. Look, here's the thing with Baker. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about his, whenever I can find it, his fantasy points per game since 2019, because this is on Player Profiler. Mm -hmm. And I just just want to know if this is somebody you want in fantasy. Fantasy points per game. 25th, 25th, 25th. 15.8, 16, and 15.5. Mm. And this is supposed to turn around for him. Mm. What's what is it about it that's turning fifty third percentile yeah. in in the forty twenty twenty yeah. eighth in burst score, seventy third in agility score. He can rocket the ball according to player, but good for him. Yeah. So he's yeah. not providing the athleticism that even like a Ryan Tannehill is. Yeah. And it's he's thrown the fourth. Uh, it's four interceptable passes, three danger plays, and ten money throws. Yeah, that's great. Those are great mm. numbers. It's not producing fantasy points. Yeah, if you're the Cleveland so, Browns, you're very happy with what he's doing. If you're a fantasy yeah, manager, yeah, Stefanski but, came and everyone yeah. got happy about Nick Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt, and it yeah. murdered Baker Mayfield. 
His completion percentage is 67%. So it's more than serviceable. He's not passing a lot. He's only had 120-odd completions. He's averaging fewer passing attempts per game than Lamar Jackson. Yep. That's that's pretty telling to me. Mm, So, so. yeah, I'm out completely, right? Um, do what but like we say, the practical thing is what what do you do with a player that you're out on because you need to have the practical advice. I'm and for us, I'm it's getting rid of him the floor. Yeah. for anything, pretty much. <laughs> a playable yeah. quarterback and a, and a plus is fine. That's a win, honestly. Yeah. Um, somebody out there would probably trade you Darnold and like a first, probably right yeah. for for Baker. Mm. And why wouldn't you? Yeah, Darnold sucks. Yeah. So does Baker. A bench warmer and a first. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know who's not? Fucking QB. Oh, my God. Four. Hold on. <laughs> no, Baker definitely is not. Oh, right. I can't, I can't no, find it quick. But, like, Baker's yeah. like QB 25. You know who's yeah. not? It's Sam Darnold. So yes. suck a fat one. <laughs> um, I thought you were talking about the next game. All right. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Uh, I, I want to talk about the. We're not obviously not going to get to every game at this point, so we are going to just kind of talk about our our players. This is why we don't do reviews. Uh, the only player I want to talk about in this game, if I can help it, is Jamar yeah. Chase. Okay. At this point, there has got to be like five players I would take ahead of him in a draft. Maybe yeah. seven. But the <laughs> caution to seven, that, it's not six. Yeah. <laughs> the the caution to that is, we thought the same thing with Justin Jefferson yes. for like three weeks in the off season. Yeah. And then it was AJ Brown, and then it was DK Metcalf, and before that, yeah. right? So this always happens. Yes, correct. And good for Chase; he's blown at expectations. Yeah. But. Again, even JJ said that regression should come at least a little bit, and you would think so. It's just natural. I mean, that that top end right. receiver is a rotating roster. Right. Like, yeah. But Justin Jefferson, Newell, it didn't happen with Justin Jefferson. Okay, cool. Got it. Awesome. Maybe we see back-to-back record-breaking rookie years. Mm. But right now, it's it's kind of impossible to trade for him. No one's giving Correct. Up. Yes, you, you cannot acquire Jamar Chase right now. Right. So for our process, for our we're going to look ahead mm. to the next draft season. Mm. Are have, is this it for you? Like he's just it. He's number one. He's the first receiver. He's one Oh eight in a, in a super flex. Like what else does he need to do? What should people be looking for, for sustainability? Right. And fantasy finish. Like what are the things that are stopping you from taking him there? And, and what are you, cause you were right up there with, with the AJ Brown in the second round. Yeah. Right first receiver off the board convo you're not now so so what is it what how do people avoid that change so suddenly and when you're looking ahead in the next draft season if chase is going to be that guy right for people what makes him there and what would make people hesitant so so the best fit for chase is you're now justified like the average so i think chase was around wide receiver nine or ten coming into the year just based yeah. on everyone's expectations, right? Had the drops in the preseason, which got a few people's boots quaking, which is quite funny. Justin Jefferson can't separate. Yeah. But the key is for those guys at the top, Lamb, Jefferson, any of the guys, Devontae Adams, those guys in the top end conversation, it's just a thick-ass tier, right? It's, it's preference, timing it's tier. Yeah. It is, it's just, it is what it is. So We're talking bangles. The best things for taking him above other options is that you have security at the quarterback position. You have the connection with the quarterback that he had in college. It looks amazing. Yep. Plus his athleticism is still shining through. So a lot, he's actually making Joe Burrow look better than some of the throws are for Burrow, which is key to it, right? Jefferson yep. gets volume is an, is an amazing athletic receiver, but that, that team is still run based Lamb, amazing receiver. That team is still highly talented. He will get big games, but also have low games. Chase is yep. getting both both the floor, the accuracy, the volume, and he's also athletically bursting away and creating big game plays. Yep, which, it is which the Tyreek Hill do. style, not 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 player, but the Tyreek yeah. Hill style of of wide receiver wise. Right. That's the okay. difference. You have 
a very high volume pass offense See, that's with a very important. accurate quarterback with like you have all the things. That is the only difference I see is him holding on to that wide receiver one spot as opposed to others because he has everything there. Yeah, Taylor's right. He can win with route yeah. running. He can win Taylor's with absolutely running. right. He, he win has with, every with he's got everything. Nasty. Yeah. yeah, he he is. And here's here's what I want to talk about because I don't think Justin Jefferson should be forgotten about. Right? No, 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 no. Yeah. But the reason here here's the reason why in draft season just trust what you're seeing right now no matter how the the season finishes. He yeah. has like you said he's a different kind of wide receiver one potential. Now, yeah. defensive variance. This year, Cincinnati's defense is top five, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I can't tell you really. the last time that happened with their defense. Yeah. Maybe Taylor can, right? But defensive <laughs> yeah. variance matters a lot. So we're getting this Jamar Chase with a top, I'm just say top 10 defense. Yeah. He in every category, this, this is what we're getting. Yeah. Imagine negative game scripts. Unbelievable. Yeah. T. Higgins came back. And saw a career high in targets. He had 15 targets. Yeah. Jamar Chase said, yeah, forget it. Forget yeah. about it. I got this. One of those plays is sick. He broke tackles. He stiff-armed. Yeah. And he he literally took food off the plates of Baltimore's defenders in free agency. Yeah. And he, he even has so far had the easing period of seven, four, and five target games to start the year. Went 23, yep. 15, and 23 PPR points. So because he took them for yards and touchdowns because right it's just here here's here's my thing for for people that are that are listening right it, when you're sitting there sorting out your tiers because we always talk about in tiers it's better yeah, to be yeah, in tiers correct. you can trade in tiers right when you're moving receivers around at the end of the year like what happens every week in season let alone every other day in yeah. in dynasty ether. Right. So for when you're playing and when, and when you're figuring things out for yourself in draft season, uh, it's easier to just operate in tiers. And in, in our opinion, when you're putting together that tier one, that number one tier, to me, that should be the guys where you are lo- not like Cooper Cup, who is the wide receiver one who yeah. we will talk about, but <laughs> who could be that wide receiver one. He does it different. Yeah. So so did Justin Jefferson. So does DK Metcalf. Right. And even Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Uh, against Marlon too, he's beating the opponents best of his. Yeah, Marlon had yeah, one of the correct. worst games yeah. of his life. His <laughs> technique was horrific. Um, yeah, why are you playing him outside third and three? You know he's running a slant. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? And anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, I blame Taylor for that. Don't talk about the, Jamar. The Jamar Chase literally yes. deserves to be in the top. Th- I don't think you can go. There's a number one. No, some people will say argue yeah. that it's Lamb. Some people are right. Sure, but take your play. Those, I don't care. those top great. three yeah. in that first tier, it's Justin Jefferson, it's Ceedee Lamb, and it's Jamar Chase. And Jamar Chase is ahead of the gang. Yeah, and then so when, it's, when, it's like yeah. DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, Tyreek Hill, yeah. and family. So for, right? for for pure dynasty, you need a couple of different things to be in that top tier, right? You need unbelievable floor and consistency, which he now has and has shown. You need never, age. Never scored right? under 13 uh, PPR points. Yeah. There's only one player next year that will start to age out of that category, and it's Devontae Adams, and that'll be an interesting talking point come the season and next season. So uh, and an that exhausting, group, yeah. nauseating, need, long conversation. Yeah. You need security of your position, which he has because he's on a rookie contract, and he has the quarterback attached to him for the minimum amount of time he's going to be there. And he has yeah. the ceiling. And they're the four for me that matter the most because if you have floor and ceiling in that combination, you have age and security, right. you are a wide receiver one. That is like that is the it doesn't matter whether you have them as one, two, three, I don't care. That that puts you in that category. Um Thanks, that, Taylor. That, see you later, homie. See you, Taylor. Yeah, and, and that's why he's there. It's why he belongs there, and it's that's why we're happy to have those tiers because that's how you justify making right. that purchase. But yeah. I just I just want to say, right, because when you're switching your wide receiver ones all the time, he's good and he has a chance to be the one that should put him in that tier. Don't overcomplicate things. So yeah. that's kind of wanted to talk about. Other than that, Hollywood Brown, like 15 targets, unbelievable. Bateman had 80 yards. Just, yeah. just what you want to see. Uh, fuck Greg Roman as play calling. I'm sick of it. Um, <laughs> all right. Since we're running, the time is just crushing today. Um, we'll keep so picking one or two. We have one player from each. Let's each kind of talk about. Yeah. Let's kind of talk about the players on our list because uh, yeah. Tom and I developed a, a list of players that we wanted to talk about, and um, I'm just going to kick them in the balls early, 
I'm going to kick him in the balls hard. Calvin Ridley is booty cheeks. He's booty cheeks. People are shitting on Allen Robinson for being like wide receiver 56. Calvin Ridley's not doing that much better. Yeah. So Tom Lee, this is yes. something that I'm 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 not happy players do poorly. I wanted no, this to at no, least no be one an loves argument. this, right? Yeah. I, I wanted this to at least be an argument. Yes. Are you ready to say Calvin Ridley's not an alpha wide receiver in the NFL? So he doesn't went, have like yeah. let's take a look at what we just talked about, Jamar Chase. He's off the this line, he's doing it with speed yeah. after the catch, tackle breaking, all that, right? Yeah. To be in that number one tier. Why is Calvin Ridley getting that respect when when it's clear yeah. and for all the haters, right? I got a mic saber for you haters right here. Okay. <laughs> and I'm Vader. When you look at when the Atlanta Falcons needed a play. Yeah. It was Kyle Pitts. Yes. Double coverage, sideline, up the middle, away from his body. Elite playmaking ability at his age. Mm. Is Ridley Art? I'm going to talk about that, right? Matt Donnelly yep. from Dynasty Vipers Network. We're going to talk about what's good this evening. Is Ridley our generation's Juju? I'm I'm old enough to remember Juju still. <laughs> but but I'm going to get there, right? Yeah. And I don't think he is, but the situation no. oh. is not as yeah. different as you think. When Julio left, yes. they're like, yeah, Calvin Ridley's going to replace Julio because of his 2020 production. That's not an outlier, yeah. right? But Kyle Pitts is going to replace Julio. I think yes. it's pretty clear and distinctive that that's the other way. So, so at this point with, with Calvin yeah. Ridley, he was a, he was a consensus like top five, top eight yes. receiver, definitely in everyone's top twelve. Not me. Yeah. Are you are you finally willing to put him in that same tier as Deontay Johnson, uh, the same tier as Amari Cooper, the same tier as, uh, gosh, insert another receiver in that age group slash. Yeah. So DJ Moore, right? Uh, yeah. Which more over Ridley, but and and I want to just look at some of the reasons why Calvin Ridley yeah. in 2020 broke out the yards, the targets, not after the catch. He didn't yes. create. He caught the balls thrown to him, and any he, he caught some touchdowns. Right? Yeah. He's not catching the deep balls. He is not creating with the ball in his hands, and he's not getting the the touchdowns. But he had ten targets, but they look like empty targets when you when you really yes. go into it. So Tom Lee, mm. Calvin Ridley, are you finally willing to accept it for what he is, or what he at least appears to be? Because his twenty twenty one numbers are on pace with two thousand nineteen, and two thousand nineteen you were very disappointed. Yeah. So Calvin Ridley is not a wide receiver one in the top tier. That he, he can't be. So key, we talked about the four key factors before, right? He has not really got the age. He's got the age technically because he's 26, but he's an older wide receiver when he came out. Late breakout. He has, yeah, he has the floor, right? That's a good thing. It's still a good thing and it still but keeps does him he? relevant. I don't he, does he does because of the volume that he gets, right? So you look nah, at his lots score of players this year. Get, okay, all right, all right. Yeah. I'll give that. His I'll lowest score this year has been a 10, right? 10 in PPR. That's not I'll a great score. You. Yeah, that's not a good score, right? But we're talking about floor. There's players who are absolutely bust. He's not one of those guys yet. So we'll give him that one factor that keeps him up towards the top. You are. Uh, I'm sorry, right. but he's wide receiver 41. I'm calling him a bust for the season. But for the season's for yes, that's fine. So think things that are things that are bad for him. He's never had yak ability, and he will never have yak ability. Right. That's yeah. a, a huge, huge issue because right now the offense is not passed deep down the field. It's either take a shot to Kyle Pitts. Or it's checked down to anyone who's around, right? So you see Cordero Patterson, who has explosivity and who can take a, a run to the house, is absolutely winning off it because he's getting heaps of touches near the line of scrimmage. You give heaps of touches to Calvin Ridley near the line of scrimmage, he's going to get 10 for 5 oh, and sure. 40 yards, right? But he doesn't that's see the issue. Anything. Yeah. That's that's the Not biggest really. issue. Is No, and he doesn't. And that, that's that, that's it. So this offense is, is different to what we saw. And he is not what we thought and what we hoped he would be. So you have a like, player who is athletically limited, whilst a great route runner, athletically limited yeah. to the offense he's in, comparable for me to someone like Keenan Allen, who is in a far better offense. So you've yeah. got... okay, and, and that's, I think, the ceiling for him now is Keenan Allen's career and the hope that that offense gets better or in the hope that he goes somewhere else. He is still talented enough and still a much better um, player at creating separation than, say, a Juju was 
Um, and that was yeah, comparison. Yeah, yeah. Juju before. was a but slot receiver, and you got ousted as a slot receiver. If he doesn't get his touchdown upside back, he is going to keep sliding ranking after ranking. He's going to go outside the top 10, Ugh. 10 12. He's going to be. He's going to end up around, I think, that wide receiver 13 to 15 mark. I think he'll hold there. I think that's your long term is, is the top wide receiver two Ridley? to one in Dynasty. Yeah. I think he'll, he'll end up in that wide receiver 13 okay. to 16 place. I disagree. Long-term. Yeah, that's fine. But that in is points that is my, per game. Yeah. In points per game in 2019, he was 18. This year he's 26. Last year he was number four, but even in his rookie year, he only finished. Yeah. I believe it was wide receiver 20. Yeah. yeah. 22. That's so, not that's to me, that's not because so this is why I don't agree. If you want to have mm-hmm. him in that 15 to wide receiver two category. So you're banking on touchdowns then. Yeah. And no, Matt no, Ryan's that, going away. Issue. That's a huge issue. And, yeah. So even in Arthur Smith's offense, Pitts mm. is clearly AJ Brown. Mm. And Calvin Ridley is, would be Corey, Corey Davis. Davis if you want to look yeah. at it long term like that. Yeah. They have to try to sign Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Will they re-sign Calvin Ridley? I don't know. Don't know. Right? Yeah, I don't I mean... know. There's so much to not know. Yeah. And Atlanta's bad. They're throwing the ball. Matt Ryan hasn't been that bad, and he's hard to watch. Mm. But Pitts is feasting. Yeah. Uh, Patterson is feasting. Right? Because right now, Calvin Ridley looks like Calvin Ridley looks like he should be in the same category as Corey Davis should. It's what he looks like. Yeah. Um, I think if last year doesn't happen, what do you mean, Tom? If last year doesn't happen for everyone, I know. Yeah, you're creating your narrative. But when this you get a player, yeah. Yeah. when you get a player with two years of this is what you see, and his rookie year was boosted by 10 touchdowns. It was. He's always scored That's touchdowns, it. which has been an interesting thing. Yeah. Right. He's got two this year in seven games. Yeah. Okay. His statistics 866, 821, 63 receptions, 64, 93, 92 targets. And then he jumps to 143. Yeah. Okay. And he's the wide receiver five. When you have two years, a boom year. And then in his fourth year, goes to the pace of his other other years and worse, yep. like before his breakout, right? Mm. At what point do you look at last year as this is what his outlier is and everything yeah. else is is what he is? When do you start taking the polish off of the of the new toy? So I think I think Life one is. thing to what clear up, up, one thing to clear up as well is that, that the wide receiver thirteen to fifteen is my prediction as to where he lands. If that makes sense. It's not what I think he nope. is going to I get. understand yeah. that, but why do so think that's 15 is a pill for him right now? Yes. So the, the question is, what do we do with him? Because uh, like I've been trying to hold the hope on my boy for a while, but you're right. Yes. You, you can't, you can't, you can't take away the situation, the style of offense he's in, the way he's being used. He's not athletic enough to be a difference maker like that. He yes. needs to score touchdowns. He needs to get volume and he needs to catch over the middle on play action plays. They don't have the run game to support that. The throws right. to Cordero Patterson short of the line because he's so explosive and the shots to Pitts because he's explosive as well make a lot of sense because the rest of that yeah. offense is dog is dog shit, right? Yeah. The, yeah it's a huge booty. concern for Calvin Ridley and what you do with him. If you can sell the name now, I'm far more in your, your camp where you were a few weeks ago of do it because you're not going to get the upside that we think could be there unless he starts scoring touchdowns and they turn this thing around. It's not going to happen because this offense is, is based on running the ball, creating play action opportunities for 20 yard yeah. shots. Right now, they're creating play action opportunities for slant routes five yards down the field. And that's what he's getting. He's getting 10 targets five to 10 yards down the field. He's catching a bunch of them, but it's nothing. You can't do anything with that. So that, that's the right. huge concern right now is they either, and this is why it was so frustrating to me that they didn't take. Javante Williams and bring him in because that system relies on developing the run game and you don't have yeah. the pieces there to do it. Great bring in for Cordero Patterson because it gives you that second option, that backup option. Yeah. But without establishing right. the run, Ridley's rendered useless as a fantasy option. He's going to just be floor. He's going to be Corey Davis, right. like you said. But yeah. that's that's why I wanted to mention when you're going into the offseason or even right now, if you think Calvin Ridley is a 15 guy, and that means you're probably looking at him still at his ceiling. So yep. I would even say dial it back even more. Yep. So at yep. that point, is he worth a trade for? Well, the person who has him probably still expects him to be that guy because Ridley's yeah. believers were believers. There was no yep. doubt. 
And then everyone else was kind of like, eh, I'll, like, I'll let you have him because he's too expensive. First round pick for Calvin Ridley is something I'm not paying. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to do it. Um, I would rather take the field of rookies, right? And get an Olave, et cetera, if you can, obviously, yep. if you can, right? Top five pick probably. Or um, the other kid, I can't remember his name right now, right? But you're not you're not gonna get that. So like, yes. uh, you you know what I'm talking about? He's six three two twenty runs like an, an antelope, unbelievable. Um, I just can't remember his fucking name. <laughs> Give me a break. Pickens. <laughs> yeah, it's the one. George so Pickens, um, yeah, yeah. So like, I'm not trading those guys for Ridley in C two C leagues. I'm not yeah. doing it. Devi, not doing it. And there's a bunch of receivers that I wouldn't trade DJ Moore for Calvin Ridley straight up. I wouldn't have done it. No, 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 no. I'm not doing DJ that. Moore's but way more explosive and athletic. This, this is a key difference here. Yeah. Yes, but people yeah. were doing that, right? Mm. So to me, you have to look at him like he's a wide receiver 18 to 20. But Tom, he said 15. Why is 18 notable? Because that's yeah. a big difference. It's a, it's a, it's a teardrop. Yeah. It's a teardrop. Yeah. So that's why it matters. Mm. It's a huge difference. Um, so yeah, like try to look at him a little bit even lower than that. If you have him, you're stuck with them because you probably drafted yeah. him high. I think that's but the I'm key. Trying, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not sending to him up. away for that because I'm waiting. I'm hoping that the, the touchdown and without telling him in my leagues what's happening, I'm waiting for the touchdowns <laughs> to, to swing back the way they should towards the end of the, the year. Because again, squeaky yeah. workers, even if they want to move him on, they've got to feature him. So I think the touchdowns will swing. I think he'll have a couple of big games towards they, the end of the year. That right, is when you sell. I'm still in. I'm, I'm much more in your category now. If you need to move him on because he's getting older, the offense isn't getting better soon. And unless he ends up, even if he does end up in a different, um, in a different team, he's not athletic enough to make a difference unless it's a stud offense. And that's that's a difference between, say, like a Diggs who went across the other year yeah. and became awesome. He's athletic. He does it differently. That's not the same thing here as Calvin Ridley. You need him to be in the ideal situation with the with the great offense to be the Cooper cup upside. It's just not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so we're, we're, we're in a bit of concern as part, as part of the Calvin Ridley narrative squad. Um, there are huge red flags on the play right now for me. Right. And I think, I just think that's what uh, I want people to understand, right. Yeah. Is, is be a little more objective, right. Yeah. Calvin Ridley had never been that dominant number one until Last year, in a perfect scenario, Julio missed games, hyper-targeted. The system was already there. The coaching yep. staff wasn't different, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Correct, yeah. Worst running back situation than they have now. Like, all these things. So maybe it's time to adjust that, maybe move off of him, or when you're acquiring, he's a buy low, but be smart about it. Okay, yeah, if you're trading for him at yep. 15, exactly. Yes. Be a little more objective when it comes to Calvin Ridley. That's all I'm Man, we're gonna blow our time here. All right. I know. But the, again, this <sighs> okay. is what we're talking about. We've this, got this is the stuff we're dealing with out there. These are the conversations yes. that we're having, and it's the middle of the season. We need to start making these these moves. We need to know what narratives. What, what you know, we need to walk through what's happening here. So exactly. Nice, nice title pitch there. I liked it. We're gonna, we're gonna end up having to do more of these a week at this rate. Okay, look. <laughs> yeah. Two. I want to get through two players, right? I want to get through two more. Two more. Okay. Yep. For the record, we had Bateman on here. We had Elijah Mitchell on here. We had Miles Sanders on here. Miles Sanders just saying his name makes me want to puke anyway, so we're going to avoid that. Yeah. We're talking to DeAndre Hopkins first, then we're going to talk about Justin Fields. And I think the Justin Fields one is worth talking at the end. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> we're going to end on a sad me, note. <laughs> you're you're going to want to stick around for this one. You can at me. Oh, My ad yeah. is at Thomas Tipple FF. You're going to want to be ready. Be ready. Both barrels. Um, but, um I don't care. Yeah. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I'm just going to make sure to pull this up so people can actually at me um deandre hopkins uh to me he's not an elite fantasy asset right now uh the argument is that he is uh i really super duper 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 don't think so mm. um i he's the wide receiver 12 right now in your right. standard ppr stuff and has scored two four six seven touchdowns in seven games Yes. The the games where he has not scored 5.10 fantasy points and 10.7. So at this point, uh, his his receiving yards has not hit 90 yet this year. Does not have more than two games, or sorry, he has three games with five or more catches. Okay. And then we're talking about a guy, again, who's making his money short, 
and in the in the in the red zone. He's a goal line yes. receiver at this point. Yes. So why is DeAndre Hopkins still an elite fantasy asset? Uh, I don't think he is, and I'll explain why. But I want to hear you first because people are probably sick of me talking. <laughs> um, shout out. Why is he still an elite asset, Tom Lee? His Madden catch radius, maybe? Um, yeah. He's essentially four years older, Calvin Ridley, that, that, in a better offense. That's essentially what we're playing with here. Yes, um, thank you. That That's really what it is because... And that's a, this year. Yeah. So if you're going to at me, yeah. I'm not saying fucking... No, DeAndre Hopkins is, is an amazing wide receiver, has been for a long period of time. In, he's going to be in he, the Hall of Fame. He still makes ridiculous catches. He's still a good route runner. He does not have the juice to take the top off the, the defense anymore. Um, whether he had it, you know, feel free to at Tom Moore to argue it. But I'm just offering re- to at me. The reason he's still good is because of that offense, right? They have right. touchdown scoring upside. They have a lot of red zone I opportunities. Gonna say, I was going to say more specifically the red zone. Yeah, correct. You're looking at your sort of Mike Evans drop off, that sort of style receiver now where because they're in good offenses, because they have good quarterbacks who throw the ball and like to throw them the ball, they're going to have these big boom games, but they're also going to have absolutely floor dust games. So the games that Ridley's having, which are the floor games with no ceiling, you're not going to get, but you're going to get the twos and the five point games, which are more and more of a concern. And that's why he's not, as you said, an elite wide receiver for the fantasy anymore. Um, he was yeah, one of the I biggest really sells in the off season for both of us. Um, one, the age yeah. narrative alone was already concerning. Two, the way that offense was was headed, it was going to be more four wide receiver wide sets. It was going to be a lot more play. Yep. Like the running game was just there to sort of distract and, and take pressure off Kyler. Um, it's just designed about sharing. And then they're going to start, and even with Ertz now, you're going to start sharing around that touchdown load. So I don't know if it's going to get any better towards the end of the, the, the season. You're going to have boom games. And if you want him in your lineup to have some of those games, by all means, have him. Um, but it's only going to get worse from here for me for D-Hop. 420 yards on the season. Christian Kirk has 408, and AJ Green has 406. Yeah. Right? Kingsbury, we're now seeing what his offense is. Like yeah. in full bloom, we're yeah. seeing if what that his was, offense is. If that, was, if that was two or three, if that was two wide receivers from those three guys, fantastic. But it's not. Yeah. Because that yeah. offense is different. Exactly. Yeah. Then the attempts right up there, right? He's already hit 223. Yeah. Right, the touchdown's crazy. Seventeen, he's gonna smash his previous high. Um, he's not getting sacked as much. Like it's it's crazy what he's doing. And Kyler Murray's not running. He's only no. got forty three attempts for one hundred twenty six yards. He's not running. Yeah, because he can but give it to, to someone me, else. To DeAndre exactly Hopkins. Yeah. Right, DeAndre Hopkins was kind of a target monster. That's always what he has been throughout his entire. That was his big allure. He's great. Oh, target monster. Uh but he's only got 33 receptions this year. So last year he had 115 receptions, 1400 yards and six touchdowns. That's crazy. He's got seven, but you're missing everything else. His, his average like per catch and everything is the same. That's great, but he's not getting the volume anymore. And I don't know if he will. So uh, I believe personally that Deandre Hopkins, elite wide receiver status is narrative driven now because we're nitpicking touchdowns. We all say that touchdowns aren't sticky. But now DeAndre Hopkins' touchdowns are sticky. So, to me, I'm selling. For sure. Even on a, on a contending team, I would move it. Yeah. Because you want you to move contending it. Teams, contending yeah. teams, you usually are short on assets, right? For the most part, the way fantasy works. But in my league, I have, I don't care. Most people, right, you need assets. Um, I'm, I'm trying to move them, man. Give me, give me T. Higgins, right? Absolutely. I take T. Yeah. Higgins straight up right now. Yeah. Straight up. Don't care. So, yeah, in, in Dynasty, he's lower for me. The targets, well, the volume's been okay. Yeah, but he's not converting. Not converting big. And, yeah, I'm going to eat my words, and he's going to go off and whatever. But we've seen we seven He's going to have some of those boom games. Seven yeah. games of this now. Seven games of this now. We've seen enough. We know what he is in this offense now. A.J. Green is doing this kind of stuff right now in that offense. Yeah. So. Without injuries to other receivers at this point, I don't know the volume they're running the ball, right? Connor and, and Edmund. It's yeah. I don't think DeAndre Hopkins is an elite option. So Jacob, we're gonna have to, I think people VRTDB this one. 
Mm. Uh, Jacob thinks he is. I don't think he is. So last player we're going to get out of here with today and big shout out to everyone hanging in there with us uh, is Justin Fields. And we're going to keep it as brief as possible. Yeah. <laughs> and remember, at me, at Thomas Tipple FF on the Bird app in the ether. You can go over to TikTok, Thomas Tipple on TikTok, Thomas Tipple FF, or just Thomas Tipple. I actually can't remember which one it is because I'm terrible <laughs> at doing these promos. All right, or you can jump in the chat on Friday and let me know how much of a, a piece of trash I am. But Justin Fields scares the shit out of me. <laughs> Period. He doesn't look like he can competently operate the basics of an NFL offense. But Matt Nagy, I get it. But at what point does he take responsibility for not being able to do the minimum? Give Allen Robinson the ball when he's wide open. Yes. So, I'm sorry, Blake Bortles could hit and find Allen Rob, right? But he's a rookie. Well, this is why it concerns me. Justin Jefferson, or Justin Jefferson, oh my God, Justin Fields wishes he was Justin Jefferson. Uh, actually, you know, not the paycheck, no. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. Um, Justin Fields can't do much of anything. But he was being taken ahead of Jamar Chase. He was being taken ahead of Trey Lance. Uh, there were a lot of instances where he was taken above Trevor Lawrence. Justin Fields... Looks like he's playing about as well as Dwayne Haskins did. And Dwayne Haskins got roasted by everyone for playing this bad. And what was supposed to say Fields, Tom Lee? Well, he's rushing. Oh, he can run. He's an elite runner. He can run. Elite runner. He's going to run a lot. Oh, in the preseason, he ran for 50 yards and a half. Good for him. Mm. Happy for him. He's never rushed for 50 yards at a game. He's rushed for 40 yards in a game one time. One time. He's against Green Bay. Which he scored only 14.3 fantasy points with. With 43 rushing yards. One touchdown, one interception. Has never thrown for two touchdowns. Has significantly more interceptions, two touchdowns. Looks completely taken out of football when he's on the bench. What does that mean? Well, it matters to me. Right? When you put the whole picture together in five years, you're like, oh, Jay Cutler was shit because he didn't care. Whatever, like, admit to yourself that worries you a little. Drew, Drew Locke literally got drafted because he was lip syncing on the sidelines, right? <laughs> so people do do that shit. Believe me. But he hasn't even hit ten fantasy points more than once, right? So he's not using his legs. He's not scrambling. He's not taking off. His pocket awareness is terrible. The offense looks like absolute booty cheeks. Matt Nagy's still doing Matt Nagy things, sure. Yep. But Montgomery's been gone. Khalil Herbert looks like he's been amazing. So Tom Lee, Justin Fields, uh, Sam Darnold had looked better in his rookie year than Fields has looked now. Sam Darnold looked better in his second year, statistically, than what Justin Fields looks like now. Yeah. Um, what do you do? Like, I mean, we what had a, yeah. happened this weekend? We had a brief chat before the show, right? Because we wanted to try and get most of this out of the way before we got on air. And the, the concern is you can look at whichever area you want. You can look at film or you can look at analytics. And both don't look good for him right now. Right? He doesn't no, look they ready. both look terrible. They both look terrible. He doesn't look ready for the NFL, right? Which as a rookie is fine, right? I'm happy to give the grace for most rookies to do that. The issue is, like you said, that he's not doing anything, right? Yeah. There's yeah. like whether it's running and again, whether it's part Nagy, part him, it doesn't really matter because what you want to see is rookies asking, okay, coach, how do I get better? What am I, what can I do that's going to change what's happening here? Because right now he's getting sacked. He's getting picked. He's sitting on the bench going, fuck, this sucks. I hate playing football right now. Right. Yeah. I was if, just winning 55 to three. What happened? There's no win. If you, if you keep letting this, this player who, and again, we know what the, and I hate, we hate this word upside. We know, we know what the athletic upside could be, but whether it's him, Nagy, both, or it doesn't really matter because it just is right now. There is no positive from this. There's nowhere to go. So something needs to change quickly, whether it's his attitude, whether it's Nagy's like, ability to, to set up a game plan. doesn't really matter what it is, but something needs to change this year so that we don't all just start getting off Justin Fields. Um, yeah. Because right now, really, I mean, your best, like ideally he gets benched behind Dalton again. And we start letting him develop for next year. 
because at the moment he's only hurting his stock, his confidence in the game, yep. and the faith of the city behind him as well. Like there's no win from this right now. I want to. I just want to mention, right? And it's it, this is why it's important. Uh, Justin Fields had more questions than everyone wanted to admit, right? He did, right? This isn't helmet scouting, so don't think it's that, right? But he turned the ball over, I believe, in college, at least enough to be concerning. He's turning yeah. the ball over now. His pocket awareness isn't where anyone thought it would be, right? He's not He's not moving around. He's not running on broken plays. It, it's it's he's missing his reads and he yeah. when he throws the ball he's throwing the ball poorly more often than he isn't and you can't say he doesn't have receivers because he has receiving talent he has a tight end and the running game hasn't been that bad no it's been good yeah they've just been behind yeah. so it it's I am red flagging seven weeks in and Jacob I know you said well you're impatient I'm impatient but I'm I'm also objective, and I'm not blocking out the fact that there are problems. Yeah, there are problems, big problems for your fantasy team. He's not fantasy viable, and at least with Trey Lance, you did see him run, so he was fantasy viable when he starts. But I'm even not excited about that, and I'm not excited about Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's in as much dog shit as Justin Fields is for me, and I don't care if you weren't on Wilson before or you were on him. And you were off fields, but we're on fields. I don't care. They've looked the same. Period. Period. They've looked the same to me. There's Lawrence and there's Mac Jones right now, right? That's yeah. it for the rookie QBs for fantasy. That's it. That's all I want to play right now. It it's hard, and I'm not saying. Look, don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying bail on fields. Fields suck. Um, you know, trade him for a third. That's not what I'm telling you. But when you, we if still you have love fields, Justin Fields, right? Yes, this is the I'm key. trying to move. We him. want him to do I'm well. To this this could be an awesome asset, but right now, like yep. we said, his value is going down every single game because he's actively hurting his own stock. Right. That's, even if he showed concern. a little bit, even if he showed a little bit, just a little bit, I'd be less yeah. hesitant to feel bad. But he's shown nothing. Because Hurt, Hurt nothing. still has all these problems, right? And that's why he runs off Hurts this year. But he runs and yeah. he scores. <laughs> Like yeah. that's the difference. His best game. Yeah. Right. When, when people, whatever, again, it was 14.3 points, 59% completion. He had 27 attempts, 6.4 yards per attempt, one touchdown, one pick and 43 rushing yards, no rushing touchdowns. It's not, it's not like, it's not great. Taylor Heineke did more damage than that. Like, there's reasons to be concerned, and I just want to say that you're validated for your concern. Yeah. Um, as long as you're Don't concerned just for the right him, But, yes, start taking start taking some of the shine Field. off the narrative of this guy's amazing. Just make sure yes. that you do your due diligence and watch what's actually happening because, yeah, it, it's not looking good right now as far as what's going to happen the rest of the year. So I hope something changes for this kid because I, really, I yeah. really do like him. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. All right. That's it. Uh, my budgie smuggler of the week. Don't think I forgot that. I kind of did, but don't think that I totally <laughs> forgot that. Uh, phew, oh boy. Um. Uh. I think. Uh, oh my god. You know what, Jameis Winston? I think he's gonna put his budgie smugglers on and strut his stuff down the beach mm. against his former team in Tampa Bay, potentially. Uh, oh no, no, MT won't be back this week, but <laughs> uh, potentially Jameis Winston coming in there. Using Alvin Kamara like wide receiver, extra confidence, budgie smuggler. I'll say QB 16 on this week. Okay, that's all right. That's a moderate pair of budgie smugglers. It's moderate packing heat. Yeah, a little warm. Yeah. <laughs> a moderate, yeah, it's not the smallest budgie smuggler heat. No, you just popped it in the microwave for a couple of seconds just to warm it up a touch. A hundred percent. All right, Tom Lee, what do you, what do you got uh, for final thoughts before we get the hell out of here? I'll give you a quick Aussie slang. Yeah, weird episode of the walkabout, but I like it. We're a bit weird. We're a bit different. It's Australian. It's fine. You know, she'll be right. That's the, the classic go to. Um, yeah, so quick, right. quick, quick Aussie slang to get out of here. Um, yeah. Whether you, whether you call it, uh, we're going with bogan, right? Now, you may have heard this one. People may know it. Bogan. I haven't. Right? So your, your bogans are essentially your lower socioeconomic, but like classic cultural style. 
uh, Australian people. So it's not really comparative to like a redneck as, as like a stereotype yeah. in the US, but it's yeah. kind of it's kind of on those lines, right? It's the people right. who are kind of Paul Hogany. Yeah, yeah, but but like not cool. It's not cool to be a bogan, right? Your bogans are yeah. ones without any money, but don't give a shit. They're just sort of slacking around. They, no, they they're hippies. Yeah, but hippies are kind of got like a cool like lifestyle. There's nothing about there's nothing fun about being a bogan, right? Bogan is yeah, just so you're downtrodden, you offer nothing to society. Um, you know, you drink the cheapest beer, you get pissed every weekend, you know, you're working minimum wage jobs. Like it's yeah, that's your bogan. And you're right? somehow a, a street musician. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Yeah, and you hang out with your mates, you get pissed at the beach with you know, and we drink forex yeah. up here. It's essentially a mid-strength beer that tastes like Vegemite in a yellow can. Um Vegemite. It it just it's but without them, they're a staple of Australian society because to be a bogan is like a, a beautiful thing because you get to see them in in the glory that they are. Because these are the, the people that you meet on the street. These are the everyday bogans. Um, we love them. You I never want to be them. But at the same time, it's a great little insult them. to be mate. You've never been more bogan than this because you've let your standards yes. drop and now you're just a bit of a mess. So I love that. Yeah. I love that. Enjoy. <laughs> I I like that one. I like the one's a little bit of a story in there. A little bit of a story? Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Look, my final thoughts are always going to be the same thing. And as I expressed earlier today with somebody that I really uh, seem to dislike for obvious reasons, right? Be kind to people, right? Be courteous, you know, show some love to one another, especially when it's earned, right? That That's always going to be my final message all the time is just, just try to have a good time. Be out there. Have a good time. Vibe it out. Say hi to your loved ones. Check in on them. Check in on your friends. Don't overdo it with the tilting. Uh, hopefully mm. we helped you out a little bit today. Things are sticking around with us. Always remember that clear eyes, full hearts can't lose and that the best days are spent tilting. Good night, everybody. We'll see you on Friday. Peace. Peace.